and welcome back to By The Fire Podcast, where I, Ken, your host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the Black Diaspora. Now, I'm back. I keep saying I'm back as if I've left. I've been back for a while. But, you know, today we'll be talking about oath-taking because I thought it was a really cool concept to learn. Um, You know, people do swear on numerous things. Um, You swear on the Bible, you swear on your life, you swear on other people's lives, you swear on dead people's lives. Um, So I thought, why don't we learn how people from across the black diaspora, like, what's their method or process of taking oaths and what it's used for? Is there any symbolism behind it? Um, And is it still a thing that's being practiced in certain cultures? So yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for the end. Obiamen played a central role in the conception and development of any serious attempt at rebellion. The Obiaman provided an ideological rallying point in sanctioning an open rebellion. He afforded a meeting place for leaders and followers so that they could plan their revolts under the guise of religious gatherings, and he maintained the link between traditional African culture which opposed colonial rule and the Creole slaves. The most important contribution that the Obioman made to the resistance of the slave system was his direct participation in the preparation of the insurrectionists for war. The Obioman would first administer an oath to African rebels that would bind them to never reveal to anyone the identity of the insurgents or the plans of the rebellion. To do so would bring upon the individual an agonising death. A white Jamaican planter, Edward Long, best describes the ritual that the Obio man initiated in order to administer the oaths. According to him, their priests or Obio man are their chief oracles in all weighty affairs, whether of peace, war, or the pursuit of revenge. When assembled for the purposes of conspiracy, the Obio man, after various ceremonies, draws a little blood from everyone present. This is mixed in a bowl with gunpowder and grave dirt. They solemnly pledge themselves to secrecy, fidelity to their chiefs, and to wage personal war against their enemies. As a ratification of their sincerity, each person takes a cup of the mixture, and this finishes the solemn rite. Few or none of them have ever been known to violate this oath, or to desist from the full execution of it, even although several years may intervene. It's quite interesting to note because in Batman, there was an episode featuring the Obio man, who was a mighty Haitian criminal, an alleged black magician. Obio itself is a voodoo word meaning black magic. The character was also expertly trained himself in the Leidenfrost effect, which allows the Obio man to form a barrier of perspiration between his feet and hot coals during fire walking voodoo rituals. He has also displayed an incredible sense of balance and stamina. The Obio man in Batman never uses a firearm, but relies on a sacrificial dagger, which he wields with great experience and utilises in slitting the throats of his victims. So for me, it's quite interesting that the Obio man is a villain. So the Obio man in Batman appeared in the Detective Comics number 618 in late July 1990. Like I said, it's quite interesting because the history of the Obio man, or Obio men in general, it's something that is quite noble, in my opinion. You know, the idea that you make these oaths to ensure that no one gets betrayed. That's quite, for me, that's quite, it's quite heavy. 
and I sort of wish there was more consideration of history when characters are being made because it sends a message that if a voodoo man is a criminal and an expert manipulator despite having such an extensive history of helping enslaved people interact then what kind of message are the makers of that character sending to children who are reading the comics now are we talking about earth taken in Iboland, nigeria alusi are spirits that are worshipped and served in the Igbo religion there are many different alusi and each one has its own purpose and function oath taken is a common feature of resolving dispute oath taken or swearing to a deity is usually called for in a protracted case where the intricacies of the matter make it difficult to discern who is right or wrong in a case as a legitimate legal action, the injured party may ask the accused to swear on a deity of their choice, to prove their innocence. On the other hand, the accused may opt to swear on any powerful Lucy in order to free themselves from the accusation. If the plaintiff accepts the accused offer to swear, they are bound to regard the dispute as closed and to await for the supernatural judgment. The perjurer may die as a result, or they may suffer grave misfortune or illness. The more dreadful consequence is that the perjurer's family, and sometimes the entire village, may suffer from some obscure illness, which may put the lineage in danger of complete extinction. Time is normally given where the accused is expected to be killed or harmfully injured by the gods, and this determines guilt. In a land dispute, the person who swears to the oath enters and takes possession of the land. But if any misfortune befalls them within one year, the dispute will revert to the other party. If, however, they survive the prescribed time, the swearer retains the property as they are deemed to have told the truth. One example of a god that people can swear to is Amadioha, who is the Elusi of Thunder and Lightning, and he comes from the southeastern area of Nigeria. He is first and foremost known as the god of justice. He speaks to thunder and he strikes with lightning. He represents the collective will of the people. He never manifested as a human. His symbol is a white ram. At times he even appears to people in the form of a large white ram. His name is used as oaths in Iboland and carry death penalties when broken. People say, my God, please see, if it is true that I did this thing, let Amadioha kill me. And then if it's a lie, they're struck by lightning. People killed by Amadioha have a black mark on their body or will have their genitals missing. So I was reading an article by Ikenga Kei Oraigbunam and it was called The Principles and Practice of Justice in Traditional Igbo Jurisprudence. And also interesting because he noted that justice is something that is considered important in Igbo land through the use of traditional methods to evoke it. And oath-taking is a process that has survived colonialism and is still a common occurrence to achieve justice for Igbo people today. I found it really interesting to read about how some disputes are just so hard to solve as a human, as a person, that the next option would would be to then leave it to the gods 
Oregbanam notes that in Section 36 of the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, 1999, it states that whenever any person is charged with a criminal offence, he is entitled to a fair hearing in public by a court or tribunal established by law. Therefore, it's actually illegal to have criminal trials by oath taken. I love that its legitimacy isn't disputed. Much of the laws in Nigeria, despite gaining independence from Britain since 1960, has been influenced by the West. So it's like... Ooh, the effects of colonialism, huh? Still out here today. Finally, I'll be talking about the oath-taking rituals of the Konzo people of Ethiopia. There's quite a few words that I'll probably mispronounce, so I'm sorry in advance and I will try my best. They're a lowland East Christian-speaking ethnic group, primarily inhabiting south-central Ethiopia. What happens is a consul person may become ill or die if they give false witness in front of a poro dukata, which is an erected stone or place of truth in the town centre. According to a 23-year-old male informant, if two people are in conflict and go to the clan leader and accuse each other, they are expected to tell the truth in front of the clan leader. If one person is lying, they will be punished through zaka which is the oath, which is believed to cause madness, illness or death of the entire family of the cursed individual via the curse of the Pokalada. This is similar to the curse known as Hada, a spiritual power that can harm culprits. The Pokalada, who act as priests, play a powerful role in illness prevention. They frequently perform rituals and pray to their waka to prevent people from illnesses and various catastrophes. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I really appreciate all the support I've received so far. It was so interesting researching about oath-taking because as I mentioned before, you hear about oath-taking processes and I thought it was quite interesting to know what sort of band but still happening behind the scenes. So I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed researching. Be sure to rate and comment on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. You can also listen on SoundCloud. Use the hashtag BTFpod so we can continue the conversation online and I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. Make sure you also follow on my social media. I love hearing feedback from my podcast. It is bythefire underscore pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and I'm on Facebook as well, By the Fire Podcast, where I regularly upload proverbs and some superstitions and folklore as well so give that a follow finally before i close this episode i'd like to talk about my kofi so as i've mentioned in previous episodes kofi is an online tipping process where um people can contribute one-off payments or monthly payments um if you want behind the scenes content so i've got a few people i'd like to shout out so first of all i'd like to shout out belinda for her contribution i really appreciate it i'd like to shout out someone called just some stranger now i know who that is so thank you and finally i'd like to shout out ben bird person not only did they give me a contribution they also gifted me two years of kofi gold which means i can now um allow monthly subscription so i really appreciate it so through that that comes with so much extra stuff so much extra content um that includes behind the scenes early releases of the episodes sneak peeks you get um a video version of some of the episode as well so for those who are monthly supporters they'll be getting some really cool video behind the scenes of this episode Thanks so much for listening and I can't wait for you to join me next time by the fire. Bye!